join us if you dare. It's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh. One terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off. And one kid-friendly scare for the little ones. Or not-so-little ones, needing a little less terror. The show's about to start. Get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warm. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi guys, pull on uh, pull on into our drive-in of terror for season two, episode number seventeen of the Scare Your Pants Off. It's movie night podcast. In tonight's episode, our fright-filled feature is Deliverance. So grab your snacks and we'll kill the lights. So, how are you today, Shay? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, I mean, I'm boring because I'm always boring. And, um, <laughs> you know, right now I'm I'm prepping for tomorrow. I have, you know, you and um, our friend and, and great friend of the show, actually, Roy, is going to be coming over. And you guys won't be hearing this until way after it has already happened. But right now it's January. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of just prepping for that and and whatnot. Have you watched anything worth mentioning? I have. So, um, recently I watched a movie, uh, it's on HB, it's on the HBO Max app, um, but it's, uh, it's an Adult Swim live action film. Uh, I've watched a lot recently, but this one I've been trying to tell some people about. It's called Yule Log, aka the... Oh my God, why am I drawing a, a the fireplace? The fireplace, thank you. You log, AKA the fireplace. And it is an, a live action adult swim film. And it is weird and funny and scary and weird. And one, some of the most fun I've had watching a movie recently. I, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I've been trying to tell people as much as I remember because I got a memory of goldfish, but, um, about it because it is just a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, I highly recommend it. I had a lot, a lot of fun watching it. Um, I'm trying to think, I've watched a lot of stuff recently. Uh, uh, I mean, a lot of it you've recommended over text to me. Um, what about you? So it's funny, last time we talked, I was racking my brain trying to remember this and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta remember. Uh, Kaleidoscope on netflix okay so that's good it's so good it's so good it's so i'm not going to get too much into it if you haven't seen it basically there there's a group of people who kind of like stage different you know levels of break-ins and they get you know they crack saves and i'm not doing it any justice it's way cooler <laughs> it's way cooler than that um but uh, one of my favorite actors of all time in this, and I feel like he's not in enough, but at the same time, I feel like he's super selective about his role, so he's always in something that's good, is uh, Rufus Sewell, S-E-W-E-L. I have no idea how to say that. I 
adore the crap out of him and he's in this and he's phenomenal and really everybody in it is phenomenal but i think you're saying it right i think it's sewell rufus I, sewell. I, I think that i could be wrong but i am i'm pretty sure that's that's how you say it so with that it's i remember it because that was actually netflix was like we think you'll like this whatever you know their recommendations based on your viewing preferences and our weird ass al algorithm we think you'll like this and uh so i put it on but uh, you know for those of you who don't know but i'm sure most of you who listen to us know i work nights um so i get home it's like 2 a.m so I'm, if i start a show i usually don't make it through an episode too many episodes because it's you know three four in the morning and everything so i fell asleep and i don't really remember much but now that you say it i am definitely definitely gonna check it out because i always say that it's like of all my friends when you recommend something i usually know i'm gonna like it like inside man for example you told me i watched it that same day and was hooked 10 minutes into it so we, we're usually pretty simpatico when it comes to our tastes and movies or shows or whatever so okay definitely. you know what with that being said I, i'm gonna i'm actually gonna recommend another movie and it's funny because I, I wouldn't have it didn't end up on this list and after we made this list of the movies that we were gonna do i was shocked that i didn't put i didn't like nominate it to be on the list but for some reason i didn't but it still stands as one of the better movies I've really ever seen. And it's called um, Dark City. And it has Rufus Sewell in it. Mm. And it's and it's amazing. Have you seen that? It's from like 1996, 1998. It sounds so familiar, but I don't know if I've seen it. I but it I, I know I've heard of it. So Yeah. So he's basically he wakes this guy, so Rufus plays it, but he wakes up in a hotel and he finds out that he's wanted for like just a bunch of murders. Like he just went on a serial killing spree and he can't remember whether he actually did it or not. Um, and it's, so I'm not gonna go into too, too, too far detail cause I'm, I'm gonna actually highly recommend that you or anybody Google this movie, find it and watch it. And if you can find it, let me know where cause I'm looking for it to watch again too. But if you can find it anywhere, check it out and watch it. Cause it's, it's it's beyond worth the watch and the scenery honestly even if you turn the sound off because you don't want to hear people talk and you just want to take in an absolutely breathtakingly dark movie this is your movie Ooh, i'm definitely definitely gonna check it out then yeah i'll uh i'm gonna put it on my list um so a little not a horror but i saw this today like usually when i get up i'll go to google and just kind of look at news you know just to kind of see what's happening in the world and i saw that william zabka said that the final season is coming soon cobra kai coming soon now you watch cobra kai right i i didn't want to i didn't want to want to but yes i do yeah same here. I remember it, and that I was finally, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. While I was still on YouTube when it was on a, whatever YouTube read. I remember I was like, screw it. I'll sign up for the free two weeks they had a promotion. So I binged it, and I'm thinking I wasn't going to like it, you know, just maybe have a, a few, you know, nostalgia moments in it or something. And then I ended up really, really liking it. But I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't really want to. 
I didn't like it, it, but for some reason, it's just, I find it very, very enjoyable. So I'm kind of so, excited for this final season. Let's find out if it's for the same reason I had, because I feel like it might be. So I have always had a differing opinion of really anybody that I knew in person who would bring up Karate Kid, because it would never be me. Mm-hmm. I hated Daniel. I hated him. 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 I mm-hmm. he was the bad guy in that movie for me. I fucking hated him. Every time he opened his mouth, I wanted to punch him. And frankly, in Cobra Kai, same thing. Still wanna don't like him. Yeah. However, in Cobra Kai, they very much play that devil's advocate card, and you see, and the world can see how I felt about it, and and it turns out. I'm not even close to the only one that felt that way, which made me feel really good because I hated Daniel. He was the bad guy for me. I freaking hated him. Yeah. Um. So I am not going to lie, but I am with you on that. But I'm not going to lie. I liked Daniel in the first one. <sighs> I, but then grew, grew to start not liking it. And by the third was done with him. It was but just, I was just like, you know, I, 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 didn't and i'm glad you brought that up because it bring it reminds me of those videos online that you see of like zach morris's trash or this character's trash and they go back and actually like really talk out the the scenes and the scenarios and the plot lines of these episodes and these stories and you're like oh my god these people really are trash like zach, zach morris was borderline fucking criminal and he was garbage. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah. It, and we're talking about Zach Morris Saved by the Bell guys. And just some of the things he did is just, it, it's creepy and stuff. And same and, uh, with when, and now looking back on it with Ralph Macchio and stuff, he was, yeah, he was getting bullied, but he was a fucking dick. He was a dickhead. And um, so, yes, definitely that's probably, probably part of it. Um, that I didn't, because like I said, by the third one, I did. I was just like, yeah, I don't like Daniel, and 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 almost to the point where I didn't like Daniel so much that I didn't like Ralph Macchio, <laughs> because I thought you know they were like one. So yeah, that's uh, you know something that makes me really happy about the show. So I uh, up until this past year, I. I work, I work at Comic-Cons, you know, whenever the Rhode Island Comic-Con came around. And William Zabka would go all the time. He would just, before Cobra Kai, he was always at Comic-Con. And this poor guy, I kid you, it was like, you know, people come over and talk to him or anything like that. But it was just, you felt so bad for him because he just, he wasn't made, you know, didn't never had a crowd around his table. It'd just be, you know, people trickling up and whatever and it, it, i just always felt bad because i always thought he was a great actor and, and a very nice guy i've got to meet him and everything like that but i'm just like god he's not making any money now you go he gets like over a hundred for his autograph the lines are five hours long um it's it's incredible to see and it makes me very very happy for william zapka and uh and, and it's really cool to see him get a sort of second life in this uh in the industry so i'm excited to see and i know he's already a dad i know he's kind of taking on like a fatherly role 
with uh, Miguel. But, like, I am looking forward to seeing, like, Johnny be, like, like daddy. Like, and not in the gross way that people say, don't do yeah. that. That is, don't yeah. do that to people with <laughs> gross. <laughs> I look so much forward to seeing Johnny with a baby and Johnny just being, like, the dad that, like, he realizes he wanted to be or maybe always kind of wished he was. Yeah, that's it is. It's 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 like a redemption story for him, and uh, it's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward. I'm gonna be a little sad when it's over, but it's uh, I'm looking forward to this final season for sure. Cause uh, a lot. I didn't hear that you said. <laughs> I might have selectively not heard you say final season. I didn't realize it was the last one. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. At least that's what it what I saw on Google this morning. Final season, yeah, it's already filmed. Everything it's coming coming out soon. So, yeah, gonna be a little well, sad, but it'll be sad. cool. But it's gonna be cool to see see how they play it out because it's it, on paper the show should not be this entertaining. It, it sounds so ridiculous. It and, shouldn't be. You know, like karate these karate dojos taking over basically a city and just and people <laughs> doing karate because anybody that's into like real fighting knows how like yeah karate it's tough and everything but you put a karate a guy that does karate against a guy that does jujitsu or wrestling he's getting beat a hundred percent of the time a hundred percent of the time so but i i just everything about yeah. it it's so good so good <laughs> And so, yeah, I, it, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Cause it, it really, it shouldn't be, but, and I didn't want it to be at all. I was, when, when we heard it was coming out, Eric was so excited about it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. We can watch it. No, <laughs> no I, a couple episodes in, it got to a point where I was like, well, Hey, do you want to, I mean, you know, watch an episode. It became my suggestion very quickly. So yeah. Yeah, it's the same here. I didn't, I didn't think, but I was like, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, it was like, I converted a bunch of people. I, I remember when I first said it too, after I said, it was probably after like the fourth episode and going to guys at work and being like, I, uh, I said, I said, oh, I'm watching Cobra Kai right now and I'm hooked and getting eye rolls from some of my friends who now two years later are like obsessed with the show. And I'm like, you guys remember like laughing at me and making fun of me for recommending this show? And they'd like, oh, we did not. I was like, you certainly did. <laughs> Everybody thought I was crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. But anyway, do you, I think you have a campy film. For those looking for a laugh. It's time for the campy. I do. So this film, I'm actually only going to talk about for like a couple minutes. And it's not for a lack of wanting to talk about this film, but I'm actually in one of those situations where, though I wouldn't put a huge amount, I would put money on the fact that our listeners have not seen this movie. And if you have, I'm super impressed. But I'm going to talk about Santa Jaws from nice. 2018 have you seen it yes so if i say santa jaws and you close your eyes for a second and you picture something i'm that's what the movie's about you you've 100 likely got it right that's exactly what the movie's about um 
a boy makes a wish that he could be alone for Christmas. He is just sick of his family in a very Kevin McAllister sort of way, really, mm-hmm. without all the cool like contraptions to stop the robbers. But yeah, I love that um, comparison, though. That is really, I love that comparison. Right? Yes. So he has this magic pen, and when he draws things, if he, you know, that he thinks about, he can bring them to life. They come to fruition. Now, he drew a shark with a Santa hat coming to life, and in and it killed in killing his whole family, and that's and that's precisely what actually happened. I know what you're thinking. Well, you just told us the whole movie. Yep, I told you the plot. It's a very simple plot, but <laughs> the parts of this movie that I'm not gonna tell you about are the kills, and the the acting is ridiculous. The effects are ridiculous. The the whole movie is ridiculous. It's totally worth a watch. Don't go into it expecting a masterpiece because you are not going to get it. But oh my word, it has to be on a list of movies that you're just going to watch when you have an hour and change to kill because it's ridiculous. But that's that's what I got for Santa Jaws. Go watch it. I love it. And I 100% concur. And um, what I was thinking about is that I love is you're not going to see this or hear about this on many other podcasts, this, this movie. And I love that you didn't tell too much on there too, because I would guarantee a lot of people haven't even heard of it, or if they have heard of it, kind of rolled their eyes and, and said, no way. But Hey, if you're a fan of ours or a fan of our show, you know, if Shay's recommended, I'm recommended, you're going to have fun. You're going to have fun with this. I am so glad you didn't give away the kills because that's, that's like a good, I would say 70% of the fun adjust yeah. of it. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's great guys. It's, it's so much fun. And just, you know, like she said, don't go in expecting a masterpiece. Don't go in expecting Rosemary's baby or the exorcist or any of those classics. You're, that's not where you're going to go. That's not where you're going to get. It's, but you're going to go in and if you go in with the right, the right frame of mind, you're going to have a shit ton of fun. <laughs> it's, it's really a. Go into it like you're going to see Zombievers. Go into it like you're going to see, not you're going to see The Exorcist, like you said. Go into it expecting Zombievers. Go into it expecting Attack of the Killer Donuts. Go into, go into it expecting just something to kind of chuckle about and and if you're watching the movie and you're like oh this is probably going to happen yeah it's probably going to happen but you're going to love it anyways yes exactly yeah it's yeah perfectly said do yourself a favor check it out it's fantastic all right well um i have our feature that for those brave souls ready for a fright it's time for the feature. This week, and no, this is a tough one, and I love this film, but this is one of those films that you only need to watch one, two, maybe three times in your life. And uh, honestly, maybe one <laughs> is good enough, um, especially if you're like a little bit older and remembering, because I remember the first time I was a little bit young, so I've watched it since. But this one's this one's a tough one because it's a different type of horror, and uh, what I'm talking about is the 1972 American, and they call it a thriller, but I'm gonna add thriller horror 
film that was produced and directed by John Borman and starred John Voight, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and Ronnie Cox, an all-star cast. And that movie is the 1972 Deliverance. And oh boy, let me let me tell you, this is this was a tough one. So the film is based on the 1970 novel by James Dickey of the same name, Deliverance. Uh, the film was a critical and a box office success. It uh, earned three Academy Award or Oscar nominations and five Golden Globe nom nominations. It was made on a budget of only two million, which was a lot in 1970, you know, in 72. And uh, at the box office did 46.1, which was huge back then, and then has gone on to uh, amass much, much more money. Um, it's widely acclaimed as a as a landmark picture. It actually in 2008, um, it uh, was put into the Library of Congress's National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Um, has a lot of iconic lines that even if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you've heard the lines and everything, and I'll kind of get into that as I do a fairly brief synopsis of the plot. So four Atlanta businessmen, Lewis Medlock, Ed Gentry, Bobby Tripp, and Drew Ballinger, uh, decide to go hunt on a hunting and canoeing trip um, in Appalachia in the, the remote northern Georgia wilderness. So before, and they want to get do canoe down this river before it gets all dammed up. Um, so they, uh, these city boys, you know, on their way into town, they're, uh, they run into a group of locals at a gas station and there's this little boy playing the banjo. And this kid is super creepy. Uh, he just, it, 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 he's the stuff of nightmares in, in my opinion. Um, and he's playing the banjo and one of the, uh, you know, the, the businessman, he starts playing along on the guitar drill. He starts playing along on the guitar and they, um, you know, they're going back and forth and what has become known as the dueling banjos. And if that's that. And the locals are loving it because they're going back and forth. It's like a duel and they're dancing along, doing that Appalachia step dancing and stuff like that. Um, and so a very, very iconic, uh, a very iconic scene. And afterwards they, uh, you know, they're, they get to go on their way. And this little, this boy, the ban, the banjo boy, he just no sells it, acts like he, it's just like, he's not even there. He's just plays the banjo. It's a, it's very, very sort of creepy, but iconic scene. I just, I still think about that. It's like, holy cow. So anyway, now they're going to head in to actually start their hunting and uh, canoe trip. And they start heading down the river and they become separated. And the two, Ed and Bobby, encounter a pair of what they consider mountain men or, or a picture like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be derogatory or make fun of this group, but like what you would consider a hillbilly or a redneck or something like that from the, like way up in the mountains of 
Appalachia, you know, missing teeth and, you know, maybe a monobrow and whatever you, whatever you picture, um, is, is them. And they are, uh, an, uh, argument or verbal altercation, whatever you want to call it, uh, breaks out. And this is where, oh, there's another tough scene. They tie the one up strip the other one down and we get the iconic and again if you haven't seen the movie you probably have heard the phrase squeal like a pig boy squeal like a pig yeah it's he uh breaks the dude so <laughs> yes yeah there's a lot there's man rape in there so <laughs> You don't need to laugh when you're saying it's wrong. It's not right. You don't do that to people, but... I get it. <laughs> for some reason, when you put... I don't know. I don't know if it's that you're specifying. It's not even that funny. I don't know why I laugh every time you say it. It's a horrible thing to laugh at. Um, I don't know if it's... <clears throat> I don't know if it's that you, <laughs> you have to put man in front of it. My eyes are actually watering. <laughs> um. I get it though. I get it. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you're putting man in front of it, but it kills me when you say it. I'm like dying over here. <laughs> and I knew it was coming, and I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. You're fine. <laughs> no, I wasn't, but okay, go on. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, so um, <laughs> so at that point, um, at that, so as that's happening, Lewis, actually, another one of the men, is able to sneak up and kill the the two, the rapists, with a bow bow and arrow. And uh, now they're all freaked out because obviously it's like they're going on a trip. And yeah, they're, they're, these guys are kind of businessmen. It's a bit of like city assholes and everything. But you don't expect this. You don't expect to get, you know, this rape and then, um, you know, killing people. So they they have an argument what to do about it. They finally agree upon um, burying burying the body, and then they're at this point though they are ready to get out of town, get out get out of Dodge here. So it's like okay, we we deal with this and let's get down river and do it. And as they're getting down, they're they're convinced and correctly convinced that they're being stalked or watched or. The, uh, that you know that they are not safe and they have this feeling and this feeling is palpable as an audience member as you're watching this it's such a visceral feel like and that's what i mean about this different feel to this type of horror film it's it it, it it's not a ghost you're not getting your jump scares and stuff like that it's this can really happen and this is really happening and it's a completely different type of fear and for me like it, 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 it more scary because this this shit could happen this shit and it's so they're like they're trying to, they're trying to get down river and do it and you know and watching uh, like i said knowing that they're being stalked by these whatever locals i like to call them but it's hillbillies rednecks whatever it is and um you know they continue they continue down and uh a lot of shit starts happening ed just one of the guys just kind of falls backwards out of the canoe and we don't and 
it just goes down river and it's kind of weird because it's just like it just seemingly like he falls out for no reason and um it's it's pretty crazy and they and they continue and then they hit a really really rough patch of of the river it's like like whitewater rapids picture if you've ever gone whitewater rafting or something like that picture rapids like that and of course um they get thrown from the canoes the canoes get smashed up uh you know one of the guys breaks his femur and uh, now they're it's just it you know the, the, the fear on these guys is so it, it, you feel it and they just need to get out of there and they know they're being stalked so they actually dispatch one of the friends um to go and try to find find the person that's stalking him and you know he goes up and hides and i don't want to give away too much um of the ending because i i know a, probably a lot of you have seen it but there may be I, I know of people personally that have never done it just because they've heard about what it's like and it's either not appealing or just a little too a little too real for them or something and have not seen it. So essentially it's from this point, it's it's them a fight for their life to get off this river, get out of this wilderness, and get back into civilization away from what is going down. And uh, I can't say enough good things about this. Obviously, it's a it's it's a classic, and as well, it's it's funny because it's a classic, but I also call it a cult classic because there is such a large group of people that have not watched it for whatever reason. Um, but it's an important film. Obviously, I said it's in the Library of Congress and the Natural Film Registry, and. Um, it's so it's very culturally and historically important to our culture. And I cannot say enough good things about it. There's a lot of iconic lines. We got, you know, squeal like a pig, you got a purdy mouth, all the, the dueling banjos. So even if you haven't seen it, you probably have heard of though you probably heard people make the squeal like a pig joke, or you got a purdy mouth joke. You've heard that the banjo lick of the so I mean, it's it's just iconic and scary in the most visceral of ways. I mean, I can't say enough good things, but it, it's tough to watch again, too. It's like I said, you don't need to watch it more than three times in your lifetime. And that's even stretching it. It's like I know most people have seen it once, and that's enough <laughs> for most yeah, people. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I got. I'll get into the ratings after. Thoughts on this? So I something I like to do when I'm when I'm kind of looking into like different horror movies or whatever, and I like to go into IMDb mm -hmm. and I like to look at the parental guide. Please understand, we are we we are not recommending you share this movie with your children. Don't no, no. Or, or do, but don't blame us if you do. Because then I'm telling you not to. Tom's probably going to agree. Don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. But I like to look at the parental guide because a lot of times it's at least kind of humorous or whatever. And um, so under frightening and intense scenes for deliverance, it says extremely graphic and intense film, even by today's standards. And that is 100 percent true. That movie is chilling right now. And it was chilling 40 years ago. Yes. Um, and it said if it had another rating, 
it would have been rated X. Also agree. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally. I mean, I, I, I honestly, if that came out today, like it was came out today, they would really, really, really have to fight hard to not get an NC-17 or X rating. Yeah. Like, it would be really, I think it's really hard for them to get an R rating on that. Yeah, it's, and honestly, I'm, I'm blown away that they were able to get an R rating on it way back then. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't, it's, it baffles me, and, and I don't think uh, Ned Beatty, I, I feel like that scene, the the square like the square like a pig scene. Yeah. I don't think that the acting that that took got enough credit. That's a great point. That's that's actually a really good point that I haven't heard people say. Well, because at that point you are you are shredding him of everything, yeah. everything. You're just taking everything away from him, and that is the most vulnerable. Obviously, we know it's not really happening, but but it's you're as vulnerable as you're going to get right there, right then and there. And he's doing that on camera. And that is, that to me is like, holy crap. Yeah, that is, uh, that's such a great point. And that is such, that's why a lot of time when it happens in prison, it's all about demoralization and just breaking a person down to their, their, you know, to that point and everything. So I, I, I love that you said that. That's such a good analysis right there. And did you know, you know, the, the purdy mouth scene, right? The quote and the scene like around it. Yes. Do you know that the majority of that was ad lib and what they said um, to Burt Reynolds was go with it, go like, basically go with what's in your gut, say what you feel like should be said at this point and whatever we don't like, we'll just cut. You know, they didn't cut anything. I did not know any of that. Holy cow. That is really cool. That is and that's such an iconic scene that for that just to be yeah. sort of improvised and ad-libbed, that is, wow, yeah. that's really, did, really interesting. Did you know, so I was always, and I don't know why, and, and again, I was I was pretty young the first time I saw this, and um, younger, obviously, still, but not, like, very young. When I saw the second, <laughs> and not going to lie, last time, because... For me, I didn't need to see it a second time because I it's it's in there forever. Like I remember, you know, I always thought this took place in West Virginia because I just assumed. Well, honestly, I um, when I first saw it, I assumed that, and then I knew it didn't after seeing it the second time, and then forgot until this review that it wasn't and that it was Georgia again because I just I that's what I I always associated it with. That's funny I, that that we both thought because that's what yeah. I was uh, I I always so, associated it with West Virginia, not Northern Georgia. So. Because you have like you have wrong turn and the the hills have eyes and like the, yeah. those all take place in West Virginia. That those movies are why we know not to go to West Virginia yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless you're going to the Mothman Festival. But I always assumed it did, and it but it I love this movie. And it's and it kind of has a similar air to like a wrong turn or a hills have eyes. Yep. Kinda. Without but the menacing is it, it so wrong turn, like the all the menacing aspects of wrong turn and hills have eyes and those all the movies like that are like right in your face or right here. And yeah. they're and they're just coming to you see them coming and they just completely violate your senses but what deliverance does is it kind of like encases you in that menacing 
And then all of a sudden, like by the time you realize you're in the middle of it, it's too late. You're stuck. Like that's it. You're, you're just, you're now, it just grabs your whole self and it like pulls you in. They don't have like the mutilation is not really uh, that you see like in wrong turn or whatever, like the disfigurement, that's not like really a thing in deliverance, but it's, it's so much more, I'm not saying it can't, what happened in wrong turn can't happen, but it's so much more real. It's so much more realistic. Like you, it is completely feasible that you're going to go for a hike and then this is going to happen. Like that is yeah. so possible. I love that. That's perfect analysis of that too. Holy, that was great. Cause yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. It just, Oh yeah. The, the, the fear is so visceral, but palpable. It's just, it's, Oh, Oh yeah. I love that. Good analysis. Shay. That was, yeah. Thank you. 100% agree. All right. So for this, uh, let's do the rating out of, let's do it. I was debating banjos, but let's do it out of piggies. How many piggies you going to give this film? <sighs> so it's funny because I feel like this film, I could give a couple ratings too. I could, I could, I could break it down and give it, I could rate different aspects of it, but I think overall, and it's going to seem low, but it's not. I, I think overall, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Okay. Because because it is, it's, yeah. And it's, again, I've only seen it twice. Like Tom said, you probably only need to see it once. I would even go to so far as to say maybe twice, just so, just so you know you got all of it. Because sometimes it's, you can't keep your eyes on the screen. You have to pull away a little or whatever. But it it is still so imprinted on my brain that I don't need to watch it. Because when those things come up, when those things are talked about, I uh, the scene is in my head and fresh, and I can remember it. I like it. I mean, I think that's a that's a good. Um, and so it's tough to to rate this one because it is a classic, and I do it, I do love the film. But again, we both said you don't have it's, for rewatchability. It, you, it's you can't really i mean more more than like i said i, I don't know of anybody that's much more than three times so does does that it, it doesn't make the film any less enjoyable like you said but should no. that affect my rating that you it is not a film that you need to that you really can watch over but for me just does because, that almost make it better though i th that's what i'm in a weird not, way weird way that's what i'm feeling and which it's it's such a it's so hard to film this but for me for its importance in our culture in our cinema and um just some of it as some of the performances as well as just how like i keep going back to that word visceral how 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 visceral it makes you feel and the visceral feelings um I'm going to give it an 8.5 on that and just um, just because it, it is so well done and it is such a great film, even though I, I probably will never watch it again in my lifetime. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm no. good. but you but, don't need to because it's that's that's what's great about that movie is you don't need to watch it a third time or a fourth time or in some cases even a second time because Anytime it's talked about, you are already rewatching it in your head. 
every scene that they talk about you that's it it's in your head so while physically you may not have put it on the tv or the big or the projector or whatever you're watching movies on but you don't have to because your mind already does it for you. that's what that movie does for you it re you rewatch it very unwillingly every yes. time you talk about it yep it, that is a great point and that is because you do everything it's like like even just talking about the banjo boy it's like now i can't get him out of the back of my head right now no, you are mind raped by that movie that's what it is <laughs> perfect okay that's I have nothing better to say than that. So <laughs> that is the perfect. Uh, All right. Well, let's uh, shift gears a little and get a family friendly movie to talk about. Yeah. For the <coughs> little ones, it's time for the kids' scare. I, I feel wrong talking about a family friendly movie. Yeah, I know. I know. I gotta go like shower or something. <laughs> um, anyways. All right. So, yeah, I'm still like washing that off. Give me a second. All right. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about The Witches from 1990. There has been a remake very recently, and it's good. Watch it. Totally worth it. But I'm gonna focus on the 1990. Um, it follows a boy who is orphaned, who lives with his grandmother. And you're going to love this grandmother. She's like that grandmother. She's a cookie, candy-having grandmother. Um, you do find out that she is um, very diabetic. And there are some scary moments with that. So I will tell you, going in, if you're watching that with your kids, there are some like kind of scary moments with that. She does um, like almost kind of fall into like a diabetic coma almost. And, and it, 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 that is scary in itself because it's very realistic it's very probable so keep that in mind going forward um the boy and his grandmother get to go and stay at this like big fancy hotel and they're gonna just have you know have like a whole a whole time together and do things together and um it turns out that the same time that they're staying at the hotel so is an entire convention of witches an entire convention like a whole whole slew of them slew, slew? <laughs> a whole bunch of them <laughs> whatever that word is um are now staying in this hotel what's these witches have a plan and they have created a formula to rid the entire world of all children because they hate them and so witches children smell disgusting like <laughs> or something like it um now the formula is typically put in candy like chocolate uh it can be put right into their mouth but they administer it through chocolate because it's easier to get kids to take candy from strangers which kind of teaches a good lesson at the same time so you know there you get your moral values and your your lessons don't talk to strangers and certainly don't take candy from them <clears throat> um uh, there's also, I, I want to bring up because, so I was about eight when this movie came out and the little boy has a mouse that he trains to do like acrobatic -y type stuff, like walk a tightrope and stuff like that. I got mice not long after this because I wanted to do the same thing. <laughs> it did not work out for me, <laughs> but I tried. As always, 
Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers and those closet doors shut. <laughs> Until next week, my friends.